Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because we're going to be recapping Asics 10K, my race day experience, how I rolled my ankle during the race, and how I'm doing now. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I firstly want to start by saying technical apologies. Last week's episode had, it sounded like it was like a bit glitchy and jumpy and I'm really, really sorry, but I'm really fingers crossed hoping that this week's episode sounds a lot better, but I'm really excited for today's episode. I feel like we have to sit down and recap ASICS 10K. It was definitely not what I was expecting and I'm definitely still reflecting on it and I'm really proud of myself for it and it was a good experience overall but definitely not when I was expecting if you follow me on social media you would have already heard about everything that happened during so we're definitely going to recap all of that in this episode today but of course let's start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, we're just going to kick it off strong with my low for the week because when I'm recording this is the day after this happened and I'm just not having the best week and it really is just one of those weeks and it has nothing to do with my training. It's just all to do with like just life and feeling very stressed. I mean, for one, like I think at work at the minute, I'm just kind of like incredibly stressed that like my own anxiety for a project is quite literally manifesting itself as acid reflux and making me super nauseous so that's something that I'm definitely going to see my doctor about because I feel like I'm just quite an anxious person and if I really let something get to me I can just I become really unwell so I'm really trying to work on that and trying to work on like how to cope with anxiety and obviously that's something that I should definitely see like seek medical profession or like someone's professional help but yesterday in particular was just like a very stressful day and I was popping the Rennies which is like an acid reflux tablet like no other I think I had like four which is so bad but in the evening it was kind of a busy day I had an office day I ran before in the morning and I've been trying to cycle more and kind of just working that into my commute to just like practice that cycling for the triathlon and just you know it's it's a money-saving thing and it's really nice to do um Um, And it's nice to do if you don't get into your first cycling accident. So I that's essentially what happened last night. I was on my way from work to an event with ASICS and there was a really busy sort of junction by Blackfriars and I had right away and I watch all of the cycling lights and everything. But unfortunately, and like this is like, I think kind of an ironic thing, but it was like it was a runner that wasn't looking both ways and he had his headphones on. And he just completely didn't look my way at all. And I, it was like this split second where like I kind of just froze because I just saw what was about to happen. And there was like nothing I could do or say. And it was like way too late for me to break. It was too late for me to do anything. And just so busy in terms of like cyclists going along this cycling road in London. And so unfortunately, I completely, I mean, I say unfortunately for him, but like also very unfortunate for me, but basically like ran into him head on and and I fell off my bike and my I have like a little thing that holds my phone on my bike that broke and luckily like nothing else was like too bad I was 
actually quite worried that my phone was going to like break or something. And I was like, I don't know how to get anywhere without like maps, which sounds so stupid and like a first world problem. But otherwise, I kind of just got away with a lot of bruises and scrapes. So I'm okay. And I think it was just like in the moment, there was a lot of shock, obviously. And luckily, there were a lot of cyclists around that like helped me up and was like telling this guy basically like you need to look both ways. And so it was really, I think in the moment, I was, I kind of like stopped to the side and took like five minutes just to chill out. And I called Gabriel and then he came and he was going to meet me at this event anyways. And he came with his Liz first aid kit, which is a real thing that he has um, with all things like acid reflux tablets and paracetamol and bandages. So he came and helped clean my, my scrapes up, which is really lovely because he gets pretty queasy with blood and I just really appreciated that and we still went to this event and it ASICS was really nice and they were like you don't need to run this 5k and I was like yeah I, I don't think I'm going to <laughs> but otherwise I think yeah just not the best week and I think I'm definitely just like trying to w get through this week and like a little bit of next week and hopefully I can kind of like take some time for myself in terms of like just time away from work because it's just one of those weeks where work just feels like it's taking over your life. And so I'm really trying to work on that like work-life balance. And this week is just like not one of those weeks where I'm doing very well. But my high for the week, I'd say, is that I'm excited because now that we've done ASICS 10K, I'm really starting to sink my teeth into lots of new training with my coach, we're technically starting training for a Chicago Marathon, which is super exciting. But obviously, like, I'm not completely fixated on that just yet. So obviously, we have the triathlon coming up first, which is really exciting. So this weekend, I was meant to do my first brick workout. And I really wanted to, like, share that. And Gabriel was going to help me capture that. We're going to see how this scrape is doing because it's a pretty big gash on my knee. And so obviously don't want to go into open water with that because it could get very infected. So we're going to see. But then next weekend, we're doing like a 40 mile cycle, which is very daunting. But I think it's going to be a really fun time because we're going to stop at cafes and have lots of pastries along the way. And I think it's just going to be like a really fun day out. So I'm really looking forward to kind of doing more triathlon focused training because it's kind of been in like bits and bobs here and there. And then obviously I want to I want to do a whole separate episode on Hackney Half because I haven't really recapped that yet. And I've specifically been saving that to kind of recap and then speak about how I'm going to be approaching Big Half, what my goals are, and sort of what I learned from Hackney Half. Obviously, weather will be somewhat different, but I think that there are things that I've definitely learned that I want to take into the Big Half, but I wanted to sort of create that episode as like a recap from one half marathon and how I'm going into the next. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. Right. So where do I even start with ASICS 10K? I think going into it, I I want to start with like the day before because I've never been so nervous for a race, which is a very, very weird thing for me. I'm usually someone who is quite chilled out and and I was looking at the weather, there was a chance of rain and like everything looked like it was kind of working in my favor. But for some reason, Saturday going into this shakeout and strides that my coach had assigned, I was just like not in the mood. And I couldn't, I really couldn't pinpoint why. And I think 
this training block in particular with the 10K training, as I spoke about in my last episode, it's really, really tested me emotionally. And it's been really hard to accept at some points that I just could not hit pace. And they some of these sessions would just feel to me like a failed session. And just because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and just that feeling of not being able to hit paces that my coach had assigned was really frustrating, even though my coach was like, that's completely normal and that's okay. And like, you're not always going to hit pace. I think that that's just like me being really hard on myself and holding myself to unbelievably high standards, something that we're still working on. But I think I was just really nervous because I think sub 45 was just a really big goal for me. And the sort of pacing that I needed to hit for that was about 710 to 715 per minute per mile or not per minute per mile per mile. And it was just very daunting, even though I, I, in the end, with my last two sort of interval sessions for training were the kind of the moments where I finally did hit pace. And so I, but I think even then I was like, I was reflecting more on, on all the bad sessions and where I didn't hit pace. And so I was kind of like, you know, I have no idea what tomorrow's going to look like. And, you know, Gabriel and I had spoken about realistically this is this could go either way and it's about a 50 50 chance just because like speed is not really my strong suit like I'm working on it more but it's something that is really hard for me to tap into so I wanted to be very realistic and so going into it I just wanted to try and release relieve some of those nerves and after I got through this shakeout run and strides on Saturday Gabriel was really nice and came and like helped me with strides because it was also my very first time doing strides and if you don't know what strides are, my coach was also set, like teaching me essentially. Um, she was saying that essentially you kind of, so for example, what she set out for me was four times 20 seconds and then with a full walk back. And so you essentially go and find some like straight sort of path or something flat that you can run against. And so for 20 seconds, you're going at about a 5K pace and you're really focusing on yours, quite literally like your strides, just as the name says, and just like elongating your legs and getting those, you know, steps in, but like really kind of focusing more on that, but doing it for 20 seconds. And then after 20 seconds, you turn around and you walk back and you just do that four times. And that's something that she really wants me to start implementing into just workouts in general. It doesn't have to be anything around race day. And so that's something that I'm going to start practicing with like interval sessions. And I'm really excited because I think that I can I can see sort of why people do it. And I always just heard the terminology thrown around of like people doing strides. So I didn't really know what it was. And so after that, Gabriel was very nice and bought me a coffee and pastry, which is like the weight of my heart. So and we just went on to have a pretty chilled day because I think, as I said, work's been pretty full on and I've just been very, very stressed out and I feel like a little stressful. And so we just like we we had plans, but we were just like, you know what, let's just sit on the couch and just chill out for the afternoon. So we were couch potatoes and then went and had pizza in the evening, which is a change up for me because I'm usually a pasta person pre-race day, but we went to get some pizza and it was good. And I, yeah, we got to bed at a decent hour and then woke up the next day for race day. And I was feeling a lot better mood wise. I think I was more excited. I was wearing the Asics Nagino Unitard, which also is just kind of like a mood booster. It's one of their newest lines and I love everything about this unitard and don't get me wrong I completely understand why some people may be against it because it is very tight and it's sort of like a one-piece sort of like suit really 
but I love the idea of just like having everything tight to your body and not having anything moving while I'm running. And for those that are following me on social media, you will know about the new short series that I've come out with looking for the best biker shorts because I've just come to learn over the years that with like racing specifically, I don't like like material that moves on my body. So I want everything to be pretty tight. And so that's why the unitard was really great for this 10k. I don't know if I could race any longer distances in it because obviously it's a unitard. <laughs> and if you wanted to go to the bathroom, if you wanted to, you know, obviously it's going to be a bit hard. So that it was a really great sort of like mood booster. And I thought it was like quite perfect for the Essex 10k anyways. And so got ready and I had sort of everything that I do pre-race day. I think I'm still sort of learning about like fueling and stuff. And I've as I've said before, I really love the Morton gel. So I'm trying to kind of learn more about like their drink mix and their bars. Really love their bars. I think that I'm still learning like about their drink mix. And so, for example, I had I had poured a 320 calf on that day. And I think I probably could have gone with a 160 calf because I only ended up finishing about half of it. And I, yeah, I, I kind of felt like if I drank the other half, I might vomit because it was a lot. <laughs> but I do feel like that was like perfect for a half. And I think it may be more ideal for longer distances. And I may stick to the 160 for shorter distances or just like sessions. So that's something that I definitely want to touch on in the future, especially in the lead up to Chicago, because obviously nutrition is something that I really want to get on top of. And we'll also be sharing a lot more about nutrition for like a triathlon as well. I think nutrition in general is incredibly important as an athlete. So yeah, we got to race day and got there a bit late, but we did all of the pre-race day rituals before getting to the start line, had to hit up the toilets. But the course itself, I think, is where I really was nervous. And because it had so many out and backs, I think I was just really nervous about those loops and kind of going around sharp corners. My experience from Hackney Half, one of the things was just like there were a lot of sharp corners. And obviously, like in a race, it's really hard to turn on the inside without getting into a crowd of people. And so once the race started, I was kind of struggling to kind of get ahead of people because I was in a later wave. And so I was trying to work my way around people and it was a bit congested at the start, which was fine. But I think I was just really trying to hit pace. I had all my times written out on my hand. And so luckily I was able to hit pace for my first mile. And that was like a really good sort of mood boost for the brace itself. My coach had actually recommended that I just don't actually look at pace for the first 5k and just run to feel. But I think I was trying to do a like a mix of both, which sounds like it doesn't really work, but I was just kind of like trying to check here and there if I was hitting pace or not. And so I did for the first mile. Second mile, I find my I found myself to be a lot speedier and we were running sort of around Regent's area at Regent Street. And it was just a really nice area to run around. And we got to a point, unfortunately, where around 3K, 4K, I was going around quite a sharp u-turn and I was so focused on like turning round so I didn't even like look at my feet I didn't look at like where I was running and in the turn itself I unfortunately rolled my ankle and yes it was the ankle that I had injured at the beginning of the year and so I had to stop for a moment and I was kind of limping and checking to see if I still wanted to run and I definitely had a moment where I kind of thought about just like tapping out and just being like you know what dnf just like maybe this just isn't my week and 
I think I was just like thinking about the day that I had before, the mood that I was in the day before. And I was genuinely thinking like, maybe this is just not my race day. Maybe, you know, we just need to stop. And funny enough, like I knew that Gabriel was going to be right up ahead because he was seeing me at a couple of different points. And so I knew that I was about to pass him again. So I, in my head was like, I really could just like go up and like, just tell him, let's just stop. I'm going to DNF. Let's just go home. But I, I kind of tested it out and I kind of just wanted to like see how it felt. I wanted to make sure that I could put pressure on it, that it didn't feel too bad. Obviously it hurt because I fully rolled it and like felt my ankle touch the floor. So it wasn't the best feeling in the world. But after, I, I don't even know how long it was. But after a few moments, I decided to kind of jog and see how it felt. And so I jogged and it was okay. And so I just decided to carry on. I was nervous, but I was just wanted to see like I, I told myself I was going to listen to my body. And if at any moment it hurt anymore, I would just stop off and get off the race course and just DNF. But and I remember pa passing Gabriel as well because in this race day video he created, I was trying to like say to him that I rolled my ankle because he was holding the camera and like smiling at me. And I, the look on my face looks like I'm just like in agony, but I think it was just like nerves, like, and just like kind of trying to come to terms as well with the fact that I was not going to get a sub 45, which is something that's kind of hard to do like mid-race and I think as I was running it got a little bit better and better and I think I just kind of started to be more grateful for the fact that like it wasn't a full-on injury and I was still able to run and I think I knew this as well because if you remember from some of like my injury episodes and videos I had mentioned that I've rolled my ankle countless times because I played 10 years of soccer slash football growing up and I knew, I know myself and I know like my ankle and that foot in particular. And every single time, other than when I injured it at the beginning of this year, I've been able to shake it off and keep running. And the injury that I had at the beginning of the year was like the one time in my life, other than a previous time where I sprained it when I was around 16, 15. Um, those two times were sort of the only times that I was not able to carry on. And so I think I'd, I'd like to say that I have a pretty good like <laughs> connection with my body and like I know when to keep going. And so luckily with each mile and each kilometer in the race, things kind of just went away. And I know that that also would have been like the adrenaline as well, just like completely covering any pain that I was probably likely feeling. And so I went on to finish the race. It was very hard. And I definitely felt like I didn't pace myself quite well because it just felt like I really pushed myself, especially in that second mile. And I can see it in my paces as well because like everything else, like the first mile was on pace, second mile was about 6.50, so a lot faster. And then I think miles three and four, I was kind of like bringing myself back to pace after rolling my ankle. And it was in those miles that I was just like, you know what, like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be running still. I'm glad that I'm not facing another like full on injury. And I'm, you know, with all the races that I have coming up, I'm very grateful for that. And I was just trying to like enjoy the race. And I think I was trying to enjoy it the most that I could because 10Ks are not easy. And like anything with like a 5K or 10K race, it just it does feel a bit like a full out sprint for most of it because you have to keep yourself at such a fast pace and there's no really like gradual buildup like you would have in a half marathon or full marathon. It's either like you're hitting pace or you're not hitting pace. So you just have to be in that really uncomfortable pace for either 
5K or in this case, a 10K. And so, yeah, it was it was definitely uncomfortable. I, I think I was happy that we didn't have the weather of the year before because I'd heard that the year prior was pretty warm and there was not a cloud in the sky. Whereas this day was like, it was humid, but it was like cloudy and the sun was kind of in and out. But yeah, I was really happy to finish. Um, dramatic finishes always. And I'm always like trying to like catch my breath, think I'm going to throw up like near the finish line. And then I have some like steward like motioning me to keep walking. Um, and Gabriel always captures it every single time. But I finished with 45.52, which honestly, I'm super happy with, like, given the circumstances. And I know that sub 45 is going to be, um, I'll get it one day. And that day was just not the day. But I think more than anything, I was just happy to finish. And I saw so many, like, friends from TikTok, Instagram, and just the running community. So it was funny how we all sort of, like, found each other at the finish and got a photo together and just hung out. And it was just really, really fun. There were so many of you guys that came up and said hi, which was really, really sweet. And it really just made my heart, like, so happy. And, like, that was, like, genuinely what is memorable memorable to me from the 10k and just the fact that like doing these like London races gives me an opportunity to meet some of you and not just London like I met some of you in Manchester but there was the sweetest girl that said the sweetest things about the podcast and she was also like the first person to ever ask me to have a photo together which was also just so like it, I mean not I, I feel like weird is the wrong word but like I just I couldn't believe that someone wanted a photo with me which sounds just yeah I mean and I think it's something that I'm still sort of like wrapping my head around but she was just saying some really kind things about the podcast and how she could really connect with it and just sort of the stuff that I put out there and so I think that it was just a really great reminder of like why I do this and why I've been doing this for nearly three years now and it was just a really really lovely just like moment and yeah felt some pain with the ankle after the race hobbling sort of around but over time the pain sort of went away I spoke to my coach about it and she kind of said just you know keep it moving if it if it feels all right just like keep walking on it and just keep it moving um take a full rest day tomorrow and then we'll see how it's feeling in the next 72 hours so I was just checking in a lot with my coach in the first 72 hours and we kind of both made the decision that it was all right to try an easy run with on Tuesday and that went really well and so we are running the cycling accident obviously throws a spanner in the works but it's not like I've like broken anything so it's just a couple of bruises and scratches so I'm taking another rest day today and just honestly listening to my body giving myself the space to rest and yeah and I'm just kind of now looking to triathlon train Training, big half training and Chicago training and so all things really exciting upcoming with some really awesome brands and just lots of really great sort of episode ideas that I want to bring and in that journey and I know it's going to be a very busy next couple of months so I'm really excited but I think like ultimately as well I want to do something big next month for the three-year sort of birthday of the podcast so I'm going to have a think and if you have any ideas feel free to shoot me a message but otherwise I just want to say again thank you so much as always for tuning into the podcast it means so much that people actually listen to this weekly and it blows my mind that like I get recognized that people come up and say hi and at, you know now people are asking for photos it's just it's so cool and I love this community that I've created with resiliency and running and with the run club as well 
you know, we've got our next one the last weekend of July if you want to come. But even that, I think, is just a lovely community of what has kind of created in itself like a female community. And I, I've never wanted it to be just females. Males are very welcome. And Gabriel is usually the only male at these, which is probably an indicator that we need to get a push for more guys to come to these. But I just want to say that like those are also just really lovely because I think like a lot of the girls from the very first Resiliency and Running Run Club have just like formed the best friendships. And we really are like actual real life friends, which is like awesome and really leaning on each other and I yeah, just want to encourage that if anyone has ever wanted to come to one of those, please feel free and just sign up. Um, there is a link in the show notes of the episode, I believe. But if there isn't, I will put one. But otherwise, as you know, resiliency and running hats are also available, sadly, only in the UK at the moment. But I am working on getting them available in other places like the US um, is a w- one place that I know that a lot of people have asked for. So I am working on that. I think I'm just trying to find the balance at the moment in terms of like juggling everything in my life. And so I'm just trying to like take things one thing at a time. But thank you so much for your patience. And thank you as always for listening to the podcast. And I will see you in the next one. All right, F1, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, if you want to check out anything mentioned in the episode, I will have it linked in the show notes of the episode. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.